Welcome to Bible News Press. Our goal is to discuss biblical faith beyond cliches and buzzwords, whether such words are religious or political. Sometimes we sit around the table and fellowship. Sometimes we do a little time travel. It is all part of our journey with our Abba Father, who has given us the key to life. We do it with Jesus, and we do it together. Welcome. Hello, I'm Laura. I will be reading 2 Samuel chapter 8 from the World English Bible. After this, David struck the Philistines and subdued them, and David took the bridle of the mother city out of the hand of the Philistines. He struck Moab and measured them with the line, making them to lie down on the ground, and he measured two lines to put to death and one full line to keep alive. The Moabites became servants to David and brought tribute. David struck also Hadad-Ezer, the son of Rehob, king of Zobah, as he went to recover his dominion at the river. David took from him 1,700 horsemen and 20,000 footmen. David hamstrung all the chariot horses, but reserved of them for 100 chariots. When the Syrians of Damascus came to help Hadadezer, king of Zobah, David struck 22,000 men of the Syrians. Then David put garrisons in Syria of Damascus, and the Syrians became servants to David and brought tribute. Yahweh gave victory to David wherever he went. David took the shields of gold that were on the servants of Hadadezer and brought them to Jerusalem. From Beta and from Berathai, cities of Hadadezer, King David took a great quantity of bronze. When Toy, king of Hamath, heard that David had struck all the army of Hadadezer, then Toy sent Joram his son to King David to greet him and to bless him, because he had fought against Hadadezer and struck him. For Hadadezer had wars with Toy. Joram brought with him vessels of silver, vessels of gold, and vessels of bronze. King David also dedicated these to Yahweh, with the silver and gold that he dedicated of all the nations which he subdued, of Syria, of Moab, of the children of Ammon, of the Philistines, of Amalek, and of the plunder of Hadadezer, son of Rehob, king of Zobah. David earned a reputation when he returned from striking down 18,000 men of the Syrians in the Valley of Salt. He put garrisons in Edom. Throughout all Edom he put garrisons, and all the Edomites became servants to David. Yahweh gave victory to David wherever he went. David reigned over all Israel. And David executed justice and righteousness for all his people. Joab the son of Zariah was over the army. Jehoshaphat the son of Ahilud was recorder, Zadok the son of Ahitub, and Ahimelech the son of Abiathar were priests, Zeraiah was scribe, Benaniah the son of Jehoiada was over the Cherethites and the Pelethites, and David's sons were chief ministers. That is the end of chapter 8. I think a key line in this chapter to put everything in perspective is where it says in verse 6, Yahweh gave victory to David wherever he went. This puts the mark of very active approval on what David is doing. 
You can also get that from remembering his, the biblical history of what had been going on with these peoples. Remember, the Philistines were constantly initiating war, aggression, oppression against Israel. And sometimes the only way you can get a bully like that, that's to understate it, a bully, to stop being brutal to you and others is by subduing them. Then battles with Moab had also been ongoing since the time of Balaam. Decreasing their number of soldiers, greatly weakening their army as a strategic move. Remember, Moab had been going into battle. All of these men entered battle with the intent to kill. We do know that David's great-grandmother, Ruth, had come out of Moab, but that's one of the key distinctions. She had come out of Moab to follow God and to live according to his principles. And then King David, before he was king actually, had sent his parents to the king of Moab, And that had been an apparently peaceful interaction, but it seems to be the exception, and it very likely was more of a political move, a political move on the part of the king of Moab as he's trying to get under the skin of King Saul. If you're wondering why David hamstrung the horses, then you might refer to Deuteronomy chapter 17, where it gives a list of things that a future king of Israel should not do. And one of the things he should not do is gather horses and chariots to himself. They are supposed to be relying on God for victory. In that same chapter, the future kings of Israel are told not to acquire a lot of gold for themselves. So that explains why David would be dedicating a lot of the the plunder, the silver, the gold, and the bronze to God. Were all of these things nice, though, the, the killing, the battles? No. Would they happen in a world not under the curse of sinful men? No. And not only is God blessing David in carrying out justice against these nations who would attack Israel, but we can see that um, others are benefiting from David subduing these types of kings, in particular the king of Hamath, with the interesting name Toy, as I was pronouncing it anyway, benefited from David subduing Hadad-Ezer. The whole account is also very historical in nature. It gives a lot of specific names, places, battles, and even the officials in David's uh, regime. And then it tells us in summary that David reigned with justice and righteousness, which makes sense because we know God's own description of David was that he was a man after God's own heart. Now, we obviously know that David made some bad mistakes, and we'll read later about murder and adultery. But overall, he was a very good king. He brought peace to Israel, and he brought peace to the region in general. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. That is the Bible News Press segment for today, but not the end of our journey.